This episode of Verbal Tap brought to you by NogiBJJGear.com. Use the promotional code VerbalTap15 to get 15% off of your order. Do it! It has been eight years since we started this little verbal tap game. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on, Raph. Let me. Um, that's the sound of my manscaped package oh, that's just been going off. Wow. That came. So th- big, mm-hmm. huge thanks to our new deep partners in this game. Anyone that sends you ball wash and nut spray becomes family to manscaped. Raph, it's eight years of verbal tap. It is eight years, and it's also a 20% off code if you use the promo code VerbalTap, but that's not important. Yes, we've been doing the show for eight years, which means this is the official start to season nine. Now, in the past, I have reached out to our guest's brother to commemorate our 300th episode. So the Martinez family and us go very way back, and we've been covering Ultimate Warriors for years. It pained me not to be there this year, but I understand you got to keep things small. And we were so heartened to see them put on an incredible event that was free to the fans, it was fun to watch, and it had some really, really fun and epic matches. So we wanted to bring on the man behind it all, one, Richie, Boogeyman Martinez. Richie, how are you doing? And welcome to Verbal Tap for the very first time, sir. Hey, how's it going, man? Um, thank you for having me, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I always love talking to you, and um, it's an honor to actually be on the show. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll always always been a fan of what you guys do and um, really appreciate it, what, what, what you guys do. And, um, yeah, thank you for having me, brother. I know, and I feel bad because it's like I realized as I was going through my list of, like, well, who should we plug? Who should we put on for a season nine opener? That's usually we, – we like getting a good guest for that. And then I realized, oh, shit. I've never actually brought Boogie onto the audio podcast. We should probably <laughs> fix that now, but it's with good reason, man. You're always busy. You've always got a match going on. And if you're not doing that, people don't always know. But behind the scenes, you work so diligently to make Ultimate Matt Warriors a, a thing. What was the difficulty of pulling it off this time, man? You know, really, it was no difficulty, like, like other than, like, no money whatsoever, so I really got to give props to 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 the sponsors that that, that that sponsored the event because without them I wouldn't have been able to do it. You know what I'm saying? It was usually we we we, we pay out every athlete with um you know people that pay t- buy tickets and stuff like that. This time there was no audience whatsoever. I ended up doing it at like at, a, at the gym and um you know honestly like i had so much fun doing it there was no stress there wasn't like oh i have to have this much people to come in or else we lose it there was no money lost there was like there was no money gain either of course but at the end of the day like i just wanted something for the fighters to be able to look forward to you know like it's kind of it's one of those things it's like in california i feel i feel in other states you know you're able to get away with like Nagas and and, and 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 you know saying finishers and, and different things just because of, of of the state that you're in you know what I'm saying like like Sapaterio or or even like combat jiu-jitsu in a different country you know and um and, and right now I, I feel that a lot of us that they, they, they are in the local scene in California or in, or in the, this area in the West Coast we're not getting a lot of stuff so it, it kind of sucks to like see the people not looking forward to nothing and um you know I'm like you know what. Let's do it. Like, like, I think it's the perfect time to, to be able to do something. And it was just basically the underground edition with no audience, literally no. 
commentators, no, no nothing. It was one event, and it's like we had so much fun doing it. And um, you know, all, all the fighters had a lot of fun, and um, you know, we had some epic matches. You know that that, that, that I had so much fun um, being able to 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 host. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm super thankful for all the sponsors and just the fighters that brought it, man. I have to laugh, man, because one of the notes I saw in the uh, the comment section when I was watching it live was somebody said, I hate these commentators. And I'm like, well, I've done this job before, and I've done it for you. And that's a thing you tend to get every once in a while. doesn't matter how good you are. You're going to get somebody who's like, I hate these commentators. Lo and behold, there are no commentators. So it was the first time I actually laughed at that comment uh, in the comment section. But props to you, man. And you know what the thing is? is I don't know if you see this. I'm, I'm sure you do when you're up front and you see it there. But just from what I could gather from watching it live was... And you mentioned this, you touched on it, which is, yeah, there is a difference between the competitors when they have something to look forward to. And even the competitors that lost still had this glimmer of, you know, I did something. Like, I actually went out, I competed. That's way more of a fulfilling life to that person. So for you to facilitate that, I know makes a huge difference, not just to them, but their entire teams who are watching. So um, I think that's part of the reason why Let's also give you credit for one of the things that I saw, and I talked to your brother about this earlier this year, which is when you guys did close down, you also weren't taking money from people when you guys had lockdown. Well, how did that yeah. come about? You know, it, it's one of those things that's like, for us, like, like, like even, even when, you're, when you're, say, for the gyms, right? Like, like, we were the first ones to, as soon as all this stuff, lockdown happened, we were the first ones to be like, yo, we're, we're, we're stopping everybody's membership at this moment. Like, there's no need for, for you guys to worry. No need to call us. Everybody's membership stops on hold. You know what I'm saying? And when, and then when, when, when we, we, we basically launched right at, like, um, freakjujitsu.com as soon as this stuff started happening. And it was kind of hard because we had to stop everybody's membership. We did, we did it for all our platforms. Every single thing we thought, like like it was just a hundred percent free, and it's like if if there's if nobody's making money and we're not providing a service, like literally we couldn't have classes, so nobody was coming to class. It's like how can we how can we take your money? You know what I'm saying? So it was one of those things. It's like put yourself in their shoes. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't need to call us. You don't need to to tell us to stop the payments. It's literally just we're gonna do it for you, man. Like don't worry about it. Like like it's. It's of jujitsu, man. If we can't provide jujitsu, then you know, like, like, how can we take your money, man? Like, like, it was one of those things that it's like we had to, we had to be human and, and and be reasonable to the people that support us. And you know, hopefully, after all this crazy stuff like started slowing down, like they're able to support us again. You know what I'm saying? And if they're not, then you know it's okay. You know what I'm saying? But we we have to be. We have to be human, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're all going through this craziness, and at the end of the day, it's like we have to be there for one another, whether it's money-wise or just support or anything. So so we felt that it was the best decision we could have ever made, and honestly, we, we stand by that, you know what I'm saying? I feel it was the best decision we could have made, and, um, you know, thankfully, like, when things started opening up and we were able to start our gym again, dude, it, it was it was it was even better than before in a sense, you know, like better than we expected it would be. Not better than before, of course, but better than we expected for sure. And is that 
you see this currently, and I I have the the added benefit. You know, Raph and I have obviously interacted with a ton of your students because you've been in this game so long. You really can't go to a high level grappling event without running into one, which is a good thing. It feels like that's what's happened societally across the board. Now, obviously, we're we're in November here. We don't know what's coming, but is there a renewed enthusiasm? Because obviously, you know, jujitsu, it's like anything else, right? You take it away and you take it, say you can't have it. And suddenly it's like, well, shit, what was my excuse for sleeping in that open mat morning? Do you feel like the enthusiasm, do you feel like it's higher? Yeah, definitely. People are not taking jujitsu for granted like they did before, you know? And it's like, even me, you know, sometimes you're like, uh, do I go to open mat or do I like sleep in these extra hours because it's Sunday, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. No, like you need to go. Like we don't know when it's gonna get taken away again. You know, it's like it was almost like a nightmare for for any athlete or jujitsu practitioner, or any any MMA fighter, or anybody that even studies any any martial arts. It's just like it was one of those things that was just like we never thought it could get taken away. So we we, we some of us took it for granted. Some of us kind of you know would do the oh I can sleep in today, and it's like no, why are you not in class at six a.m. and so and so on and so on, you know, and it's like one of those things that it's like now I feel people are a little bit more open and understand that, man, we're doing this today and tomorrow, they might not be class because they might shut down the whole country again, you know, so it's like you got to, it's basically like almost like one of those things, like count your blessings, count, count the days that you could be in the, on the mats, you know, because tomorrow it could all get taken away again, you know, so... And we were just on, it's interesting you say that, like taking jujitsu for granted, just because we were on a precipice of, there's probably never been more gyms open than there were in February of this year. There was probably, I mean, Pete, sure. I'm out in Denver, right? And there, I told Raph, from when I first moved here five years ago till now, there must be six times the jujitsu gyms. There was just East and Jubera and yeah. some crazies in Boulder. That was it. Now it's everywhere. It's awesome. But I... I want to ask you, because, you know, you and your, your brother, break dancers. I was really upset you were not on the Tyson broadcast last night. I kept <laughs> expecting them to go to uh, Boogeyman and Freakazoid. Tell us about those uh, grappling attempts you saw in there. It's like, bro, those were terrible. It, weed was encouraged, but so I was bummed you were not there. How do you bring the approach with your students? Because, you know, you, you and your brother, obviously, you know, you get the boogeyman, and I, I certainly don't want to be in a competitive grappling match with you. But your students talk about you like you're this glowing teddy bear and really, really loyal. So tell us about your approach to kind of spreading your army now that you're, you're well into this game. You, you know, it's one of those things. It's like as a, as coming up in jiu-jitsu, like from the beginning, like my whole thing was to be able to be the best competitor I could be. You know what I'm saying? Like like whether I was the world champion or whether I was like just a local circuit champion, like my whole thing was be the best that you could be, like go 100% and, and try to, you know, saying like achieve as much as you can. You know what I'm saying? Like that was my whole mission. Like I just wanted to be – better than the next guy and then if I beat that guy that's better than the guy after him and and so on and so on so so throughout the years of me um competing like I'm still competing of course but like my whole my whole mission was to be the best that I could be and you know as years went along like my, my whole mission kind of started switching in a sense still trying to be the best I could be but then it became like be able to provide the same opportunities for your students you know what i'm saying and it's like 
that's when 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 things started changing because at the end of the day it's like each person is with me like i want them to have the same opportunities and you know and, and that means have a great coach as well you know what I'm saying? have a coach that's going to be there for you um through, through through the thick and thin you know and it's like and i feel that that me as a um you know being under eddie bravo he gave me that and more like like so so me being able to give the same opportunities for my students to be able to compete at the highest level, I also want to give them the best coaching there is to be, you know. And it's like I look at people like 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 Eddie Bravo, John Jock Machado, and, and even my brother, you know, those, those are some great, amazing coaches. And I want to just even be able to resemble somewhat like of what kind of coach they are. And, and to be honest, I'm very, very lucky because I've been able to train with, with all three of them and, and – and, and those guys kind of like set, like they, they set the the highest standard of coaching, and and I want to be able to be able to replicate what they gave me. But at the same time, I want to replicate all three of them. So I feel that it's giving me some sort of like different approach to even them. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to be I, I want to be better than the next man, even even in coaching. You know, so so they has helped me kind of give my students they help me become the kind of coach that i want to be for my students you know and um i've been very very lucky um just to be able to to have students in general you know saying like there's so many athletes and so many great competitors that never get to get to experience how to be a coach or 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 how to coach people you know And, and i've been very lucky man to be able to have an army of great students that they kind of back me up as much as I back them up, you know, and it's like, um, you know, so, so, so now like, you know, like, like, like I said, like I was, I, my whole mission was to be able to be a great competitor and, you know, I'm, I, I'm lucky to be able to compete at big tournaments and been able to, now I'm able to provide that for my students. Now they're competing at big tournaments. And at the same time, like I'm trying to be the best coach that I could be for them. Like I had great coaches for me, you know? See, I was looking for, like, the inside secret, Raph. Like, they do this whole LSD ceremony. Maybe there's some ayahuasca. <laughs> we, like, we get, like, in a circle on Halloween. You know what? That's fine. I like the approach. I was just, uh, I wasn't sure if we were going to get the real 10th nah, nah, planet sure. magic, but I guess not. <laughs> no, but, but, but realistically, it's just, like, be a little bit better than than. Than, than you like I'm, I'm trying I'm, to be honest like at the end of the day it's like i want my lineage to be strong i want my students to be better than me man so i'm gonna treat them to the to, to the highest level you know and it's like you know some some guys are gonna stick around some guys are not you know and it's like that's that's the hard and the beautiful part of jujitsu you know everybody finds their journey it may be with me it may be with the next guy you know but at the end of the day it's like 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 just while their time they're with you Give them your everything, you know what I'm saying? Like, I do every class, like, if I'm teaching a, a, a seminar. And, like, you know, like, every class I have to give the same energy that I gave last night or better, you know, and it's like it never changes. Every day I'm getting a little bit better at coaching and, I, and, and I'm pushing a little bit harder for, 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 for my students and, and so on and so on. But, man, at the end of the day, it's like we need to push for, 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 for greatness, you know, and it's like it doesn't matter what you do, whether it's coaching, whether it's – learning what no matter what you have to be better than the day you were yesterday and it's like at the end of the day it's like that's what i'm doing and like that's what i'm trying to do man like you know what i'm saying whether 
even when I was in school, even when I was breakdancing, no matter what, like I was always trying to be better. Like, like there was no way that I'm like, oh, today I'm going to be a little bit worse than yesterday. Like nobody ever wakes up to that thought, you know what I'm saying? Like, I hope not. I hope you guys don't, you know what I'm saying? But, but, but every day just being a little bit smarter, a little bit better, a little bit wiser, a little bit, man, like I fucked up yesterday, so I got to make up for it today, you know? And it's like, I've always had that same kind of thought process realistically, you know? Kevin, I can attest to this because I went to a 6 a.m. class. So last year we remedied that as well, where for the first time I got to go experience his gym and, and visiting it. And I was like, the only time I can really make, because I'm down here for a day, but I'm staying specifically down here to train at his gym and at PJ's gym. And I literally see him with what appears to be the energy that I had been told about. And I had been warned about, like, no, he he's there. He's on at 6 a.m. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I got to see it for myself. And it's there, man. Like, the way that you motivate your guys, the way that you you make them have hard rounds, but the encouragement and the, the way that you conduct your class is you see why so many people are so addicted to not just the sport, but to coming back and, and the creative community that you, you really make there. And, and that, honestly, man, like, that's why as happy as I was, that you put on Ultimate Matt Warriors, it was, it's one of the few times that I was a little sad that there was no crowd. And I know you talk about it as a good source of income, but it's more than just the income. Like you're making the income so that you can keep that community going. You can keep fostering 100%. it. I know you're not doing it to make money off of it, but the thing that people don't see, unless you go to one of those events in that place that you host it at the San Diego Performing Arts Center is that the community that comes out there, dude, they are wild. They're excited about it. It's a nice community church that you guys have that you you rearrange to be a setup. And I think it's one of the coolest little experiences that you can be in because it's so intimate with like 200 people there who get so excited to watch grappling happen. And that was, I thought, the only thing that I was like, man, just watching it like this. I didn't really feel that for a lot of other things. I didn't really feel that for the UFC because, sure, sure. you know, it just seems different. But I could feel it there. And I just said, man... I do miss that for the community. And I know that when 100%. the time is appropriate, you'll bring it back. But I just wanted to make sure that you get oh, that. 100%. It's the Performing Arts Center? I, I actually always forget that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, at the, at the, uh, it's like a church, but it's also a Performing Arts Center in San Diego. And it's super fun, man. It's, it's, that venue makes the event what it is, yeah. man. And, it, you know what I'm saying? Like... Sadly, we weren't able to make it, but like I said, that's why I'm like, you can't just call it like Ultimate Matters. It has to be like an underground version. Like, right. without being in that gym, <laughs> it is not the same. It has to be a different category. It cannot be the same category without being at that location. Yeah. This and I mean, it's uh, made to up be rumor. fair, Kevin. Yep. <laughs> The first time he gave me the address to come down for it, I looked at it and I was like, I looked at the site and I go, am I at the right place? And they go, once you go inside, you'll understand. <laughs> and I walk inside and I go, oh, yeah. okay, this makes sense now. I totally get that. Yeah. So You're uh, already where my was head was because I was going to make, I was like, can you confirm the rumor, um, Richie, that you and your brother were working so hard you accidentally wound up in a production of Cats at the San Diego production center? <laughs> <laughs> but Boogie, I do want to say this, though. I think I did notice something in the language, and I'm just going to pass this forward in terms of what is and is not prohibited at this time. And it did say that religious services are still <laughs> kosher. So should yeah, you yeah. 
you know, find yourself trying to put on another event. <laughs> Who knows when? I'm just saying it's it's within the legal definition now. So there is that. Yeah, these are true uh, facts. We'll see for how long, though. But yes, yes, especially in California. Man, California seems like I'm dizzy with the rules that are happening. Each day changing. I'm like, man, such a headache. It's so dizzy. Like, I'm like, can you guys just shut up? Like, already just stop talking. It, like, please, like, just stop <laughs> changing up these rules. Like, it, it's pretty it's pretty wild. But, man, it's 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 been a headache, and it's been annoying. And, um, you know, thank God for jiu-jitsu right now. Like, yeah. I, I honestly wouldn't. It's, it's pretty wild, but I'm so happy there's jiu-jitsu at this time. And you know, I thought I'd be going crazy, man. What were you doing during the time off? What did you find yourself doing? I found that Gio was telling me he was playing video games. What were you doing, sir? Yeah. NBA 2K, baby. Let's go. <laughs> no, I was playing video, we were playing video games all day long. and um, Oh, NBA 2K. And it was like a bunch of 10 Planet Freaks. We were going in there and just mobbing the streets of NBA 2K. It's pretty fun. <laughs> Like, are you guys playing like five on five? This is excellent. I like. I I'm a big 2K fan. It's my um. I'm a yeah. Big... It, was, it, was, it was it was the three on threes, and it would go up to like we had two groups of three on threes, and we would like literally like a bunch of like black belts, like Tempai and Freak black belts. We were just like playing on streets, like so they have the street mode, and um, we were just <laughs> balling everybody up. It was pretty fun. It was fun. All right. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot. So Who is the best? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Who is the best Tenth Planet black belt aside from yourself? Freaks. Um, now, now, remind you, this is just for say, 2K because I'm not trying to create a new list for the Tenth no, Planet. No, no. I, I would have to say, I would, I would have to say that it was, um, of course, myself, um, and then um, Kyle Chambers and Geo, us three. Ricky's pretty good, but those three are, I think, pretty good. I'll, I'll mop off little Ricky on NBA 2K, just holding him out right now. Wow. <laughs> Damn, I didn't think that was going to happen on here. I do have to confirm or deny one of these rumors with you because, you know, obviously it's very storied that your brother is very competitive. He has said on one of my programs before that you have been known to, in the past, when you've lost, be so competitive, you walked out and you would not play anymore doing the true big brother move. Is that true or is that little brother speak? Um, I think it's little brother. I, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty competitive, but, um, when it comes down to get, depending on what game, I guess, right? Like, I mean, are we talking about <laughs> super Nintendo days or are we talking about like right now? Like that's what it comes down to. Cause I mean, I'm sure I've done it before, but I was like, I actually don't think we didn't follow up. We're terrible journalists. We should have been like, uh, we need an age range here on the, uh, on the book. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it could have been, it could have been back then. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, maybe it happened. I believe, you know, I was pretty competitive. Maybe like punched them in the leg, ran away type of shit. But, um, yeah. Right. And recently, like I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been pretty. You've been. Okay. Hello? Okay. Okay. No, I, I just bring it up just because it bit. sounds. Yep. I only bring it up because he seemed to mention it just off the top of his head. So if it did happen a long time ago, it has still stayed I with him know. to the point where I'm interviewing oh, uh, him and I go, 
uh, is this a therapy session, Geo? Like, I don't know what's going on here, bro. Dude, it might have been, it might have been like Killer Instincts one. You know what I'm saying? Like, but uh, too too long ago because I know Street Fighter. I was mopping shit up. Um, maybe Killer Instincts, he was mopping shit up, but I don't know. I don't. I don't recall. <laughs> Excellent. Fair enough. Good I, answer. I, I want to get the fifth to be. I want to get in the Wayback Machine, but Raph, you, we should have like um, a special two-hour brothers grievance discussion with the Martinez brothers every year. <laughs> That'd be just a fun Christmas special. Uh, do you remember how you beat Damian Nitkin in 2014 at Naga Los Angeles, Las Vegas? Japanese necktie. Okay, so I'm kind of glad you've already referenced. Rap, you should see his submission wins part of BJJ Heroes. There's four moves I'm positive I've never heard of in this. <laughs> but this was a win with a carny lock. Now, I will, give you, carny. I will give you a slight pass because it, you definitely remember how you beat Gary Cruz. You just don't remember the difference between Gary and Damian. But, yes, Raph, his first... Was it the same, was it the same event? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And this is amazing because um, Carney Lock, Japanese necktie, Alma Plata, Kimura, Raph. Like, learn how to choke. It's so funny. Like, this is such a 10th planet thing that you're, like, doing these inverted locks and complimented things uh, early on. But I'll be back with more Do You Remember How You Won This Fight in later interviews. I just think the <laughs> idea is Kevin's going back and now having to make up for lost time that we're like, since you weren't on the show in 2014 <laughs> – How'd you win this one? <laughs> By walking us through. That's the unfortunate thing when you realize you go, we haven't brought this person on. I mean, you date all the way back to EBI. Of course, there's going to be a combat jiu-jitsu. You know two of the folks, if not more, I guess I should say, who are doing the special matches as well, who are competing here today. Like, can you tell us from your perspective of being there from the very beginning, the evolution of EBI to combat jiu-jitsu? And follow-up question, do you yourself somewhat miss EBI. You know, EBI, I literally just posted a video of me um, at EBI one, um, I think like, like three days ago. And I believe EBI one was uh, what launched me to where I am today. Like, no, like being known as a gra like a, like a grappler. It, 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 it was a platform for me to be able to showcase my jiu-jitsu to the world. And literally, when I mean the world, I mean the world. That was my first big, like, show, you know. And um, EBI One was the launch, I, I feel, of the Freak Bros, man. Like, I feel that that launched us to, to where we're at now. And, um, you know, I do miss EBI. I do miss the format of EBI. I miss the show of EBI. And I feel that um, it's one of those things. It's like it can, no matter what event has EBI rules, it can never be replicated. You know, like EBI, it's its own, it's it's its own beast. You know, and um, I feel I feel that if it never came back, like it'd be, it, it's not a bad thing. It was like one of those things that it's like you don't want it to get like kind of washed up. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, yeah. it was legendary for its time, and it was like amazing. And it's like it, it, you can never redo what that show did for for a lot of people. You know, like you saw these epic matches that are are, are 
man, it was just amazing. It was just amazing time for jujitsu, for for not even for jujitsu, yeah, for jujitsu, but for also for like the sub only movement. You know, it was it was an amazing time for 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 the sub only movement, and um, you know, even if it never came back. I ain't mad at it, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it did what it did for, for the fighters that it needed to be there for, you know? And it's like, at the end of the day, like, I had such amazing times at that show, and I can never thank Eddie enough for what that show did for me and for the fighters that, you know, that, that, that it showcased. So like, man, I fought matches that I never thought I could fight or, like, like be able to compete against, and, um, you know, I'm really thankful for, for that event. But then, then... Then, then along came CJJ Combat Jiu Jitsu, you know, and um, Combat Jiu Jitsu is, is is fun, you know, like it, it's it was fun to be able to be the first 170 champion for for Combat Jiu Jitsu, and um, you know, I was able to um, stars Bobby Emmons because I love him, <laughs> twice, which was super awesome, um, um. You know, and um, you know, I actually like. I really enjoy. I really enjoy that. And you know, like even though, like, like, like even even like that that jab at Bobby. Like, man, I I've, I've created so many friends through EBI and Combat Jiu Jitsu. You know, like people that, that that are that are really good friends of mine now. And um, you know, whether it was competitor like competing against them, or whether it was like just um, you know, in the in the back scenes. You know, like 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 it was such a dope show, and it became it it, it became such a like historic event that it's like man like a lot of those people are like just legends now to me you know what i'm saying like 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 just because i've seen them how hard they work to either cut weight or just competing or just to even work for the show like eddie and victor like man like those guys like they really put their heart into the event and that's how i feel every event should be like you if it really matters to you put your heart into it man like like even like the people in the backstage man like that's how i want my guys to be that's how my guys are you know saying like yeah. we put it all on the line like we, we 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 make sure that everybody's catered for and and just go all out for these guys you know and it's like that's who i saw it from man from from, from ebi from combat jiu-jitsu and it's like it's like i i i'm really excited to see where cjj grows but you know, from what I hear, it's like going to be a champion at every weight class for CJJ, and then EBI comes back. You know, so we'll see how that goes. We'll see if the, if the 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 rebirth of EBI is what it's supposed to be, or if it's just not the same no more. But you know, no matter what it is, like EBI um, and combat jiu-jitsu are are, are so historic in, in the in the jiu-jitsu world, and uh, you know, I'm really happy. That it did what it did for me, man. I'm 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 super grateful for for those events, you know. And compliments to you because you were one of the first people to do both, and that's a uh, that's an interesting, nice little place to have in the history of two very separate and and similar but separate styles of jujitsu. Um, I would ask you this. Because you got, of course, the young kid, Keith, which congratulations on his black belt. You got PJ in there. You know Nate. Like, did you have any time to impress any advice to them in terms of combat jiu-jitsu? And if so, do you mind sharing what that advice is as somebody who has been there? Of course, man. Um, you, you know, like like, like for, for Keith and, 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 and PJ, like, like, I mean, this whole camp, like, I mean, even... Even even whether I'm competing with them every or grappling and training with them every day or just kind of like 
talking to him almost every day. Like, like we always bond through, through these experiences, you know, and it's like being able to share just what I went through in those, in those positions in, in, in those scenarios. Like that's something that, that, that I feel is like priceless, you know, like, like, like even just sharing with them. It's like, for me, it's like very special just because, um, you know, I don't get to share that stuff with the world, only with the people that are around me. And, you know, I've done very well in, in, in both of those tournaments, whether it's EBI and, 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 um, and, and CDJ, like, you know, EBI, I, I've won several matches, but I've also lost a few. And, um, you know, I was able to give them just kind of that, 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 um, knowledge on both ends, you know, whether it was good or whether it's bad, like whether it's like, you shouldn't be doing this kind of stuff, whether it's like, this is where you defend yourself, but man, just, just a little, just day by day scenarios that I'm able to share with them ha has been very fun. And, 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 you know, like, like I said, man, I don't, I don't, I don't get to share this stuff with a lot of people outside of my gym. So being them going in to compete at these events is very, very, very cool to, to share with both of them, you know? Well, we have to, this is upsetting. We don't have three more hours to ask, ask all of our questions. Just not this time. I want to talk about what I'm staring at in front of me because you, it, when we asked, we were like, hey, what can we what can we plug for you, Richie? He's like, man, just go hit your local jiu-jitsu gyms because you're a sweetheart. Your Rubber Guard Concepts from Half Guard is out on BJJ Fanatics. New release, $77. Add it to the cart for the holidays. Treat yourself if you're the only jiu-jitsu person. Treat uh, someone you love if you know them. And if you just have the means... I don't know, just send uh, Richie's rubber guard to the best person in your gym, have them learn it, and then they'll show you, which is what I did with leg locks and Will Forbes at Jiu Jitsu. So um, anything else we need to throw, Richie, other, other than people can find you on the Instagrams to, uh, you know, seek your counsel and book you for those unbelievable seminars as, as scheduling and life clears up. But did I uh, miss anything on the call outs? No, man. Thank you so much, man. I, I honestly really appreciate it. And like to everybody listening out there, it's my fault that we're cutting this short. I'm, I'm out here um, about to help Gio um, do some final prep for his match against Kennedy. Um, so, so I just got to the gym um, to help him train for this match. And um, awesome. but, but I shall be here sooner than later. And um, yeah, if you guys need to find me anywhere, reach out to me. Um, find me on Instagram. That's the best place to find me. And it's boogeyman underscore TFS. Um, you know, I respond, I respond to mostly everybody, meaning everybody except if you're from um, trying to sell me um, some geese and stuff. Like I, <laughs> I usually don't look at that stuff. Uh, but um, for everybody else, I do respond. And um, so, yeah, just reach out to me. Also, you could find us on um, freaksjujitsu.com or, yeah, just find me at my gym or if you're not near me go do some jujitsu go to your local gym and support them and like jujitsu people um you know especially jujitsu instructors and jujitsu people that open up gyms they really pour their heart into this and some of us is all we have so make sure you guys support your local jujitsu gyms man like honestly like we don't know what everybody's going through so if you're near a jujitsu gym and you're like ah, i don't want to go now it's the best time to go right now man you know what I'm saying like not everybody's doing so good and um 
you know, like for, luckily this is a, a, a platform that people could find out and just literally look up your local gym, man. And yeah, that's the best thing I could say because, um, you know, I, I know how hard it is to, to, to run a gym and, um, you know, we all need the support sometimes. That's great stuff. We appreciate you taking the time here. We won't waste a further second of your time. Boogie, give your best to your brother. Get him prepared. We're very excited for that match as well. But uh, we have so much love for you guys and, and your whole squad, man. So thank you so much for coming on, man. Hey, thank you. I really appreciate you guys. And we are... you have dialed has been changed. The new number is, please note, the new number is